0: Gonna drive. Welcome to Red, White, and Blue Jays, the podcast home of Blue Jays Fans UK, a group connecting Blue Jays fans around the UK and beyond and telling their stories. And now, here's the host of Red, White, and Blue Jays, Steve Hunter. Hi
1: guys, welcome to another edition of Red, White and Blue Jays. I hope you're doing well, having a good week, enjoying all the spring training games that are currently on. It's amazing, isn't it? Five o'clock in the afternoon. Love it. End of the day. Come home from work, get a beer, watch a bit of baseball. Can't be anything better than that. Well, I had a joy of catching up with a good friend of mine through our Facebook group, Jenny. It was fab to hear her little story of how she became a Jays fan and uh, hear all about uh, the things that she's getting up to uh, living
0: now in Canada. Uh, So I hope you enjoy this one with Jenny. The podcast home of Blue Jays Fans UK. You're listening to Red, White and Blue Jays.
1: Hey everyone. Welcome to another edition of Red, White and Blue Jays. Great to have you with us. One of the things I love doing on this pod is I get to chat to all sorts of people. Um, we've had everybody that I can think of that I've had some sort of contact with, uh, so far. And it's been real fun talking to people like Ben Wagner, who's in spring training and doing all the professional stuff, as well as talking to, uh, fans who just love watching baseball. And that's, just, that's why I'm here and that's what I love doing. So it's a really warm welcome to a good friend of mine who I've got to know a little bit over Facebook. In our Facebook group over the last couple of years. But Jenny, welcome to Red, White, and Blue Jays. Great to have you with us. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Oh no, absolute pleasure. Now, just I know uh not everybody's in the Facebook group, so they may not all know a little bit about you. So we've got lots of people on Twitter and stuff who may not have heard of you. Um just just give us a little five, five second sort of praise of what you're doing in life,
2: what what's what's yeah. happening in
1: your world at the moment, what all
2: that sort of stuff that'll be great yeah for sure um you can probably tell from the accent i'm english i was born uh, in hammersmith actually in west london and grew up in surrey uh and in 2014 i moved to canada um toronto specifically uh my mum is canadian so i've always had dual nationality um which is obviously a gift and and that's why i decided to do it just to use yeah. that gift and see if i liked it and uh, i certainly did and i'm still here and no plans to return
1: Wow so so is your mum still in the UK then? Or- He's still in
2: the UK my brother who was born here in Canada I'm in Canada now is also in the UK my dad who's English is in the UK and uh, I'm the only one here. That's so uh,
1: and yeah absolutely it's, it's a gift because I know many people in fact um, I was only speaking to somebody yesterday about we tried to move to the, to Canada probably about 2014 somewhere around there we mm. we sort of looked into it and Try to get the visa points together and all that sort of stuff, and I think unless you've got family or if you or you've got a job to go to, it's really hard to to get up that that points ladder. And we just just couldn't couldn't make it work, so it never happens. So, so in 2014, then, so what what led you up to that point then in terms of hey, I'm going to give this a go? H- had you travelled to Canada before? I mean, presumably you had been over before.
2: I it's funny actually I've forgotten this until you just asked that question but I uh I was thinking about moving to the states I wanted to mix stuff up I wanted to try something else I was I was tired of the London grind like I love London but it's a it's yeah. a rough go and there's only so many rail replacement services and all these other things that you can do every day and it was just it's like I'd love to try something else So I was looking at the states and talking about hard to get mm. into the states it's hard to get into and I never really considered toronto and i was here for a wedding in 2013 um good right. family friends of ours their daughter who's roughly the same age as me got married um and i flew over for the party and had the best night and ended up meeting people my age and going out to a club and was just like this city is awesome yeah um i'm gonna do it and a year later almost to the day i did it
1: and you just literally came, came on your own or do you, you have you got family there that you could sort of connect with or with how did that all work yeah right?
2: I have um my mum's sister is still here um and she has two kids and so my cousins are here as well so there is a few people here my brother is yeah. also my half brother and his dad's side of the family are all yeah. here as well but I came on my own I uh I cried the whole way like on the plane just cried the whole way I think just, you know, what am I doing? Is this a yeah. good idea? Um, and then, yeah, got here. And I mean, any of you who've been to Canada, you know how welcoming everyone is. So sure. it didn't take long to feel happy. I didn't have a job. Right. So I work in advertising okay. um, and I figured it was fairly transferable. So I quit my job at home um, and came and just kind of met people, networked, looked for contacts and got a job, I think a month later, funny enough, through English yeah. contacts. Yeah. That's amazing,
1: yeah. Because yeah, I think I think try, yeah, I think trying to find jobs, uh, particularly you know when we were looking, looking from this side of the Atlantic across into Canada, and trying to sell yourself across 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 the pond, as it were, is re- really hard, isn't it? And actually, I, I guess being there and asking those questions and connecting with people certainly helps. And and so presumably because of your passport status, you could you you're literally straight in. You've got residency. All those sort of things guaranteed which yeah. of course
2: is um is the big thing if you haven't
1: got that status
2: yeah i reached out to i can't even remember like immigration or something and said you know i'm, I'm coming and they're like okay yeah but <laughs> well, they didn't need anything from me and they're like no you just turn up and don't leave like it's that's time. amazing yeah, so, so where whereabouts in toronto are you i presume so you're in the are, gta r- sorry yeah in the gta in th- we're right downtown yep. um king king west Oh, right. Yeah, you are right downtown. Yeah. That's a lovely place to be. Yeah, we I mean, walk home you, from the games.
1: I was going to say, you must be, yeah, easily walking distance from the Rogers Centre. So yeah. have you have you done, so when you arrived, have you done all the touristy stuff? Did you get that out of your system or did you just want to, actually, I don't want to be like a tourist. I want to bed into the community and sort of get to know people as a kid? Well, Canadian. it's
2: funny because... Because my mum's my Canadian and has family and friends here, we came so much um, as when I was a kid. We would come when I was really young, young probably every summer or every other summer and stay with family friends up in North York area. Right. Um, and I'd never really been downtown, which was funny. Um, and so just before moving here, I sort of said, you know, I reached out to my cousin. What's a cool place to live? And my mum said, Young and Eglinton. And my cousin said, no, Young and Eglinton was a cool place to live 10 years ago you want to be West Queen West and all that area so near Trinity Bellwoods Park I don't know if you know it which is gorgeous um, in the West End so I followed my cousin's advice and ended up in that area and it was lovely but yeah I so I'd been to Canada a thousand times but I'd never been downtown and I distinctly remember I'd also never been to a game and mum and dad went every time we came probably and me and Kristen, my, my family friend, would get left at home with a babysitter. And it used to enrage me because I really wanted to go and I was never able to go. So um, I actually turned 30 just before I moved here. And my brother got me Jays tickets uh, for my 30th. So uh, I guess a nice. week or two after I got here, I went to my first Jays game. Fantastic.
1: So are you a sporty girl? Were you, did you do sports here in the UK?
2: Yeah, so I'm a huge Sports fan, and that's kind of the crux of this, I think. Yeah. Which was, um, I, I shared an Arsenal season ticket before I moved. It was one of the hardest things. Arsenal. Yes. Yeah, sorry, Hi. I know you're Bournemouth.
1: You. Yeah, you know, off, off.
2: <laughs> There's a reason I kept that to myself. Yeah. No, but um, it was one of the hardest decisions about leaving. So I, I'd, I'd only just started going to games regularly in like 2011, I think, and just got completely sucked into that every other week waking up and there's just there's no feeling like it and I had my group um who again were friends of friends a group of bankers actually from the city and they had like 10-15 season tickets between them and so I got to go every week and one of the hardest decisions about moving was can I give this up because this is a way of life. And I loved it. And uh, yeah, yeah, so I I love sport and so it wasn't going to take long to get stuck into North American sports. And that's one of the things I really want to talk about today, I think, which I think is so interesting is the difference between the UK sports fan and the North American sports fan and, you know, the pros and cons of each, I suppose.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I've only been to, just to tell on on Arsenal, I've been to Highbury, I I haven't been to the Emirates, so... Uh, And we, my my sister-in-law, it was her 18th birthday. So we got her ticket. She was a sort of a fairly nominal Arsenal supporter. And so we managed to get tickets to go Highbury. And it was on one of the occasions where the London Underground packed up in terms of it went wrong on that day of the match. And so the whole thing came grinding to a halt. And we were midway through a tunnel, tube stops, lights all go out battery lights come on and we sit there for about 10 minutes quarter of an hour not going anywhere and slowly the tube just ground its way up to the next station apparently they'd had a massive power failure across the network and so literally the whole whole of the underground came to a grinding halt so we were all kicked off kicked off the tube and of course you know what? well you're probably better than the rest of us you know as, as a person who doesn't go to london that often you can understand the tube map until you actually have to come up above ground in a different place to where you're expecting to be. And suddenly you just uh, feel all at sea. And this would have been pre-mobiles uh, in terms of Google Maps mm-hmm. and stuff. So we, we we came up at this station. I can't remember which one it was now. hadn't got a clue where we were. No idea. And literally tens of thousands of people are coming off the tube network. Couldn't get a taxi. Couldn't get a bus. And in the end, we had to abandon our our trip to Highbury. So You're I wrote. Kidding. No, yeah, t- just didn't get there. Couldn't, c- couldn't, couldn't get across London. So I wrote to Arsenal. So this is credit to them. I wrote to them and said, "Look, we were coming up for her birthday. We couldn't get there. I know it's not your fault. Blah blah blah." And so they wrote back this really nice letter and said, "Not a problem. We'll give you complimentary tickets to another game. What would you like to come and see? Tell us which match." And so we managed to managed to finally go to another game at high but uh, yeah so credit to pure arsenal class, yeah pure class Pure class yeah what been yeah <laughs> so so when you came let's let's go back to your sporting love then so when you mm. came uh into canada had you followed any north american sports at all while you were here in the uk uh, not at all
2: i'm just trying to think no then so NFL the interesting was- thing this, this, this is strange and uh, is a big reason, I think, why I so quickly got into the Jays. There is in London a North American, not sorry, a North American, an advertising softball league. I don't know why. I don't uh, Maybe because a lot of the agencies have their roots in the States. But no one in England plays softball. But there was an advertising softball league and my agency took part in the softball league. So I played and it was hilarious. And as you guys would all know, we all grew up playing rounders. And the president of my company happened to be Canadian. And so he fielded this team and got us all playing. And, you know, it's the producer and the copywriter, and we're all there playing. And, he would go mad because we'd hit the ball and we'd take the bat with us because that's what you have to do in rounders. And then you would get to your base and everyone would just go for a wander because that's what you can do in rounders. As long as you're safe, you're safe. And we were forever being tagged out. And I remember Darren, his name was just screaming at us like, stay on your base. Stop wandering about. But from the, I guess, one season of playing softball, I knew the rules enough because they're so similar that when I came and watched my first baseball game, I got it. And I don't know if I hadn't have done that, I don't know if it would have been as easy to get into. Yeah, and, and was
1: yeah, and, and and was it the Jays that was the thing that caught you first? I mean, obviously Toronto, massive sports city, basketball, hockey. Oh yeah, yeah. Certainly, perhaps in the other order, hockey probably primary, <laughs> primary, and uh, basketball behind that. But was was it always baseball that you were drawn to, or, or do you do you like going? Yeah. All
2: three baseball. I'd, I'd had like Jay's hats and Jay's sweaters and stuff as a kid, so I knew who the Jays were. Mum and dad brought a ball back from a game once, and so I'd always wanted to go. Um, and then I think kind of I went to the game and got into it and knew the rules enough and was hooked. And obviously, we'll talk more about like the game day experience, but it's mm. it's special. Um, obviously, I went to as a sports fan, I wanted to you know experience all of it, so I went to Leafs' game. The tough thing about the Leafs is it's really hard to follow the puck.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah when
2: you're new so and you're fast. watching you're just it, like what is going on it's so fast and I don't mm. have any idea of the rules
1: mm. and it makes
2: it quite hard to watch
1: yeah
2: um and then the Raptors I mean the Raptors were bad when I got here and then obviously we yeah. won the uh the NBA final and so there was a big Raptors buzz and to this day I can still get excited about um playoff basketball yep. but it's hard to watch week in week out yeah someone said to me once you don't need to watch anything other than the last quarter in basketball yeah and it kind of ruined it for me and i can't get over that now and it's true well and I, I, yeah i don't I know guess why yeah. why is that a thing but it's a thing
1: yeah i guess that's like most sports isn't it you know you could argue that you know you don't have to watch the, the last couple of innings in baseball for it because that's the meaningful end of the game isn't it but uh uh, I think with basketball, it's probably out of the four American sports, the one that I'm least connected with. Um, so it was great to see the Raptors do what they, they did and to see the Nathan Phillips Square and stuff and just literally thousands of people filling the streets when, when they that won. Was that, was, night. that was a uh, good Yeah, that was fab to see. But in terms we all of... We got the day off
2: work the next day.
1: It, yeah, I bet.
2: Everyone did, because it was yeah. just all night.
1: It was mental, wasn't it? I mean yeah. how many how, how many people do they estimate went to that
2: I, I don't know I mean I was in a bar downtown and you couldn't move for cars and yeah. oh it's just it was unreal
1: yeah it was just tens of thousands of people wasn't it and <laughs> such and i think obviously toronto has a bit of a stigma doesn't it in terms of it's not that successful sporting wise there seems to be a lot of disappointment I think Toronto is probably a little bit cynical in terms of its sports sometimes and just our teams aren't going to get there. Obviously the, the, the Maple Leafs have been there or thereabouts, but never quite getting across the line for so long now. I think it's one of the longest franchise. Yeah. yeah. It's, you know, do, what what is it like amongst Toronto sports fans as you go to work and you, you catch up with your friends and stuff? Are they it- Are they super positive, half full or half glass empty types?
2: Just in general, I mean, it, everyone has their sport, right? So, someone who is into the Leafs won't necessarily be that bothered about what the Jays are doing, or certainly not to talk about it all the time. So, there's a bit of that. But then also, the other thing that's so different from the UK is that, you know, baseball, the Jays are Canada's team. They're the only team in Canada. And so, we don't get to experience in England that level of support where everyone around you is going for the same side and hockey is obviously a bit different because there's what, seven Canadian teams, I think. But even then you're in Toronto and for the most part, everyone is supporting the Leafs and you just don't get, I'm certainly not in London where there's, you know, four or five in the Premier League right now, eight to 10 clubs in total. Like you just, it doesn't happen. Yeah. So that's kind of really exciting that everyone's on the same page and, you know, whenever any of the Toronto teams are doing well, people are behind them and it's infectious you can't help it but I'd say with the leaves particularly there's cynicism and people kind of they love them but they hate them
1: yeah well it's just one of those frustrating things when we came on and won our trips we tried to get tickets to go and see the leaves because we thought it'd be fun to to do but just <laughs> no chance and then and when we looked at it the the, the cost as well is so expensive we did Absolutely. actually go yeah, we did actually go and see the Bruins because we on our trip we went from Toronto and drove across to Boston. So we got to see the Red Sox play as well. But, and cool. saw the Bruins play. So it was it was fun to have the game day experience of ice hockey. And as you say, trying to keep up with the the, the puck was just unbelievably <laughs> fast. Just also, Steve, you can't
2: call it ice hockey, that's very English. Yeah, Constantly yeah. got told it's oh, hockey. Hockey. hockey yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We've got to clock the ice thing. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we play field hockey apparently. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right yeah, yeah I've heard that but the next um, time you're in town the um the Marlies are quite good to watch yes and they're uh, the Leafs fielding team and
1: field yep. team yeah 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 no friends of ours they live just off Lakeshore which is sort of behind the Marlies home ground so um yeah I've been I've that's been in the stadium I live, right uh, sorry say again
2: uh, that's where I live right there Just yeah
1: no yeah. very nice yeah so it's, it's, fun, it's fun watching these other sports, but we're here to talk about baseball. Yeah. And your love for the Jays. So you've landed in Canada. How long was it before you went to your first Jays game?
2: It was about arriving? two
0: weeks.
2: Yeah, it was two pretty weeks. My, my brother bought me tickets for my 30th. I'd never been before. Um, I just looked it up actually before signing on. Um, I think it was like June 29th, and we played the Yankees on a Monday night. And I have absolutely no idea if we won or not. <laughs> I don't know, but I do remember getting a, a foot-long hot dog. Oh, well done. And that was the first and last time I made that mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was good. And I wouldn't say I was hooked from the first time I was there. I was bewildered, to be honest, um, that first time. And, uh, you know, coming coming from the UK and how we experience a game day then to this which at the time I called it a circus it's like a it's an entertainment show the game itself and the sport you've gone to watch is almost secondary to all the stuff that's going on around it whether it's kiss cams or you know half-time contests where people are you know playing cornhole to win something like I was just like what is going on and then the whole place standing up and dancing at the seventh inning I was just like this is awful and then I realized like but that's because I'm a cynical Brit and we brought you know football particularly but we're in a world where you know bravado and macho-ness and even violence is somewhat celebrated and um you know hating the opposition so much that you can't possibly exist next to each other and I, I realised rugby's not like that but you know football was my sport and certainly the biggest and the the difference is just unreasonable unreal and it makes me laugh to think about you know half time at the emirates and getting everyone to stand up and shake it off a bit (laughs) it's just it's so funny so yeah to start with i was bewildered
1: bit of a culture shock yeah yeah it is and and how did you cope with the You know, when you go to see a football game, it's 90 minutes, it's fast paced, it's, you know, it's end to end. It it doesn't stop, you know, beyond an injury or so. How did you cope with the sort of whole, because baseball's obviously had a lot of criticism in terms of it's a slow game anyway.
0: Mm -hmm. But
1: as you say, it's got all this mix of other stuff that's going on and, you know, the change of innings and pitches coming out and pitches going in and that takes time. And, you know, what was that? Did you find the game a little slow when you
2: first saw it? Well, so the first thing is we were like an hour late, and I was freaking out because like these were really good seats. We were yeah, you know, I don't know, one fourteen or something, oh, nice. and they yeah. were expensive. And I was like, I, I went with um my brother's cousin, very confusing, Canadian, um from the city, and I met him after work, and he was like, relax, it's fine, we'll just go in a bit, we'll finish our drink, let's get another drink, and I was like, what? Let's go. And obviously now I know that I think because it's such a long game. Everyone's late all of the time. You just kind of you regularly see people rock up for an hour or so and then leave. Um, but I guess particularly with the so many games. So that was the first thing. So I don't remember it being that long because I think we were so late. Um and then yeah, it's kind of you go and get a drink and you have some food and you just chat and you have another drink and another drink and another drink. And that's the that's the enjoyment of it. So that was my first kind of, I was rabbit in the headlights um but from there and we'll we'll talk about this in a minute but through 2015 I guess I went weekly whenever I felt like it and that's when I started to realize like this is just something to do some people go and sit in a park I'm going to go and sit at a Jays game and if the weather was nice and the roof was open you'd call around and say who wants to go to the game and you'd go down and Get, if you couldn't get tickets online, get them from a friend or get them from a scalper outside in the yeah. 500s and just sit in the sunshine and
1: yeah.
2: half-watch the game and chat to your friends.
1: It is totally that. On the occasions that we've been, I think we've always sat around people that clearly are going a lot and, and doing exactly that. It's a bit of a place to catch up with your mates. Yeah, well, look, you know, there's a game on in the background, as it were, but it's a, we can have yeah. a beer, we can get a bit of a suntan, just unwind from the, you know, day at work or whatever they're, they're coming from. And I think I always feel such a tourist when I'm going, like I want to absorb every moment because I'm not here that often and I want to be there early. I want to get there, you know, just if we can get a foul ball during batting practice or whatever. And these guys are just like, well, whatever, you know, let's go for a beer, sit in the bar, perhaps go out by inning three or four or something when when things start to, yeah. it's just totally
2: different, it's- isn't it? totally different and like that's what's magic about it like to your point if you if you look around and you see all the people around you there'll be an older couple next to you with their pen and pencils filling in all the stats who have obviously been coming for years you'll have a group of eight young guys who are half watching and you know, just enjoying the game and there to drink and maybe a bit of heckling and stuff. You'll see a family who it's a big day out for the kids and they came early and they did get to see their, you know, favourite player and sign something and, you know, getting up for all the dancing, trying to get on TV. It's just such a, a mosaic of different people all there for the same reason and just just chilled out and enjoying the game. And then you'll have like occasionally rival fans in the row, and there'll be some good-natured Manta. Yeah, um, and that's about it.
1: Yeah, such fun. And have you, what's the interaction? Have you found with visiting fans? Because when I've been there, it, it's you know it's nothing like football generally. No. I think the only time uh, would be perhaps because you said you went to the Yankees the first time, or the Yankees were visiting. I think they seem to be the one team, obviously, that that most people like to hate, and it's a bit more chirpy. When they're playing, but I think generally on the other teams that I've seen, it's been just such good natured, you know, fans are talking to fans, talking about their players, you know, it's been good, good, good stuff. I mean, has that been your experience?
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's funny, actually, because the other kind of penny drop was that generally you don't get away fans. And you don't realise that. So whether it, like I also follow TFC, Toronto FC, but you don't go to away games because they're so far. Yeah. And you'd be travelling all over the States for, you know, eight, nine hour flights. So yeah, the away fans is, is a thing. I, we actually went to see uh, the Jays against the Cubs in Chicago, 2017. Right. And that hasn't happened in a while. Um, I think we're playing the Cubs this year, but it's, it's at the Rogers center. But uh it hadn't happened for a while, for a while, by all accounts, and I wanted to go because I had a soft spot, spot for the Cubs. Mm. They obviously won uh, the. I think I have a soft spot for them because I love Bill Murray, who is famously like a fan. <laughs> yeah, big of course. A yep. Yep. it's a really famous field, Wrigley Field, and happened yep. that Toronto FC were also playing Chicago Fire the same weekend. Ah. So we get to Chicago, and you might as well have been in Toronto. There are just Blue Jays shirts yeah. everywhere. It was
1: a mass and- exodus, wasn't there?
2: I've never seen anything like it. We got swept as well, but the uh, yeah. the game, there were no Cubs fans. It was all Jays. Ah, amazing. The entire place. Yeah, yeah I, I
1: remember a lot of, you know, just seeing on Twitter and yeah, other social media in terms of how many Jays fans were there. And it was disappointing that, yeah, we got swept for, <laughs> for all those games. But uh, I think if you want to go anywhere to watch baseball in terms of the history, you know, clearly Fenway and, which obviously happens regularly, but uh, Wrigley is is definitely a, a go-to, isn't it? It's not the greatest ballpark to actually watch baseball in, I don't think. Quite uncomfortable that the, the views aren't as good, uh, obviously. But in terms of the experience, definitely. Um, and his historic yeah. place to go to.
2: And all the buildings around it have seating on their roofs. I know it's mad, isn't it? It's mad, Yeah, yeah. And, and then there's like this big bar thing that was open when we came out and it was an early game. So it was probably what three or four o'clock and it was like full rager happening in this. I can't remember what it was called, but this club basically right outside the, the ground. Awesome. Yeah. It was wild. So different from,
1: I, I, I can't imagine us ever having buildings with seats on the top of them. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, you, I can, I can remember when I first went to a cricket game at the Oval In in the mid '80s, sort of the height of uh, Ian Botham and and Viv Viv Richards and so on, it was England against West Indies, and there's a a set of block of flats that go around the outside of the Oval, kennington Oval, and I remember sort of people hanging off balconies and all that sort of stuff. But I don't think we'd ever get to the point where we would come on. Let's make an opportunity here and stick some seats up there, and just, (laughs) just 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 it's bonkers. But that that's the the culture of you know America stroke Canada in terms of North American sports very, very different to, to what you and I have grown up with, but yeah. I love it. I absolutely, absolutely love it. Yeah, same. So game day, game day experience was, was positive, um, going through then that's 2014 when you first arrived, obviously you were just coming in on the crest of a, a wave that was about to grow over the next couple of seasons. How was I was that? oblivious
2: to it obviously um mm. yeah i mean i was oblivious to it um uh, my cousin and i went for something to do any weekend we felt like it um and we just got used to going and it was fun and and then so 2015 yeah, that would have been 2015 obviously we get through to the playoffs and i don't really know what's going on but i'm going to throw my hat in the ring to try and get some playoff tickets so it was the usual kind of ticketmaster gong show where you're just in and it's a lottery and you'll get what you get and I came out with game five tickets and I was like I'm going to the playoffs and I called my cousin I said we're going to the playoffs I've got game five tickets and then I'm at work the next day talking about how I got these tickets and everyone's like you might not even get to go there may not even be a game five and I was like what what do you mean and someone then had to explain the playoff system to me which I don't know I don't know if I agree with it to be honest and I'm sure we can talk about that but like. Is that the right way to do it? Like multiple games and se- a whole series, and you know five to start with, but then it gets to seven. Like, is that really how you decide a playoff? I don't know. But yeah, so then by this point, I've been told I probably wouldn't get to go. and we watched the first uh, well, four games from the bar. and again, so this is like the first time I experienced everyone is supporting the Jays. and every time there's a playoff game, everyone's in. and they're pretty quick in succession and honestly it's exhausting because you you've got normal life you've got work you've got you know whatever other responsibilities you have and then suddenly there's playoff games a couple of times a week that you have to go out for and you have to watch and it takes up your entire life for the period that that's happening and then obviously we were 2, two nil down and so I guess you know we're probably not going to get game 5 and then lo and behold it's 2-2 two, two and game 5 is on
1: I, I had no idea you'd been to, to that game. That's uh, the yeah. first time. I don't think you've ever, you've ever mentioned that. That's amazing.
2: So, so we had the worst seats in the house. And okay. Uh, I, there aren't any bad seats, surely. Yes. No, Steve, there are. You're going to laugh at this. I didn't, I'm surprised they even sell these seats. So you know where the hotel is and the Jumbotron? Yeah. yeah. The hotel has a wall that juts out into the stadium, and along that wall... Is a row of seats and they go from like five to three to two to one 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 and you're running along the right. side of the hotel you can't yeah. see the outfield you can't uh-huh. see the screen no you just can't see the seat.
1: screen because you're behind it yeah
2: you can't see and you can't see what's happening in the outfield Ugh. so yes. it, it, yeah it, i don't know if, anyway we were there but we couldn't see what was going on um so which side so, yeah.
1: which side were you left field or right field Right field. So you were right. For, I'm just thinking which where Jose hit the ball out like, would have been on the opposite side of the field to where you were.
2: Yeah, so but it's... you could see from his reaction <laughs> that it had gone out, and you could hear and like yeah. Sure. Um, but it was funny because yeah. So we couldn't see anything. We didn't really know what's going on, but the atmosphere was electric, as you can imagine. Mm. And then, like uh, the seventh, that call happened, and I I watched I watched the highlights in the game back like maybe a hundred times. Um, ten of those were the week after the game But what was interesting was when you were in the in the um, ballpark Like you had no idea what was going on There was no sure. commentary And so when you watch it back And you hear the commentators talking about Like why this play might have been out And it hit the bat and what they're thinking You yeah. can kind of, sure But when you were in the park You had no idea what was going on And that's mm-hmm. when the beer cans and the bottles started raining down Yeah it was crazy. And so we were right it? at the very, very top, and this, the, the crowd had gone from happy to very, very angry. There was a lot of tension yeah. in a second. And I turned to my cousin and I said, I think we need to leave. And she's like, We're in Canada. We don't need to leave. And I was like, Oh, yeah. Because had that happened in, in the UK yeah. or at a football game, you would need yeah. to leave.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: There, was a, so, there would have been an instability about it. But yeah. well, here in Toronto, it wasn't nice, but it was, we were safe.
1: Sure. So yeah, we and stayed, you were at, and you were sitting at the top where you weren't going to get a can of beer on your head. So, um, from that perspective, no, you... and we weren't
2: throwing them either. No,
1: well, that's very good to hear. Absolutely uh, not. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> model fans, but yeah, it was it was a uh, yeah, as you say, watching it on the on the TV as we were, it was a crazy seventh inning, of course, and 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 I think it wasn't so much the 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 throwback from Russell Martin, and when it hit. Um, uh, choose bat it was i think i think it was more the you know the errors that texas made li- in that inning as well which you know in terms of when we when we came back into bat i was just like how is th- this game is just so mad you know routine plays that you'd expect them to make i don't know 999 times out of a thousand bizarre like and three
2: then, unforced like significant errors i remember the yeah. first one was the second base like it was just yeah it was I guess the situation had rattled them and it just show. goes to show.
1: Yeah. everybody. Then I think
2: that. the bench is cleared twice in that innings t- as well. Yeah. As then Canasian was trying to calm the crowd down. Yeah. Well, it, it was... Pitcher, what's his name? Dyson? Dyson,
1: yeah. Yeah. I was just... It was a mad, oh. mad inning. So when Jose comes up, I mean, is there a, an anticipation in the crowd that he's going to do something here? I mean, it's, or is it... Oh. Vain hope. Where where did you feel people were at when?
2: So our bases they weren't loaded, but they had just been loaded. They had, yeah. And They've so as soon as you're place. at that point in a game, anyway, there's a different vibe. Like when they, sure. when you have, but when bases are loaded or close to being loaded, there's the whole atmosphere and the hope changes. And so then when you have your biggest hitter up, yeah, it feels good. But the way that yeah. the game had gone, like who you know, who knew? I've got goosebumps just thinking about it because it was it was just absolutely monumental. wild yeah and when so yeah when he you can you can hear like when someone hits it you know immediately yeah. if that's a homer Yeah, it just sounds different yeah and yeah off it went and that was it people just went nuts it Crazy. was pretty special I'd I'd uh, been at Wembley the year before watching Arsenal win the FA Cup ah. wow yeah and I was at the semi-final as well um, that same year where we beat Wigan on penalties And that was my biggest sporting occasion. And obviously the first time Arsenal had won a trophy in a long time, but certainly the first time I'd been, you know, following intently and going to games and we won something. And that was incredible. And that was celebrating, you know, around Wembley and then um, around Highbreed, you know, all night. And this was better. Yeah. This was like an atmosphere that I had just, never experienced before it's will be probably my most yeah. amazing sporting event ever
1: well I can't certainly remember I mean obviously I haven't been to, to as much stuff as you but I can't remember watching something where I felt so at, at one point so sick of what <laughs> happened okay we can't lose on this you know uh, to the elation of it going out and then suddenly going ahead and and then, of course, you've still got to get through the eighth and ninth innings, you know, which is not an easy task and it's not a, a done deal. It's not like a penalty shootout. The final ball goes in the net and everybody's won. This was just a moment in the game and there's mm-hmm. still a lot of the game to play out and, and get through and navigate and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, it was extraordinary, extraordinary thing. Did you get to much of the 2016 postseason season yeah, stuff? So
2: after that, I bought a season ticket. Right, um, No, or bought bought into a season ticket because obviously there's so many games that people kind of routinely share them so i think i was one of one of four people that shared a shared a couple of season seats um so we went a ton in 2016 i don't remember going to playoffs i feel like i might have been away maybe i did i don't know
1: we may have been at the same game you never know because i oh really yeah we were there in 2016 so uh, not in the playoffs, but uh, in the regular season that uh, we'd we came over. So you never know. We might have been in the ballpark together.
2: Yeah, probably. Nice. Um, and it, but and yeah, again, 2016, doesn't, it, didn't, it didn't stand out, but we did get through. And I remember all the hope, but, it just, but we beat Rangers. And I remember that because I was like, yeah. oh, oh, the yeah. old rivals were back. Yeah, um, we, we turned them over easily.
1: But it was, the, it was the wild card game that particular year, wasn't it? When, when Edwin knocked it out, that was the big yeah. moment. Um yeah. and I think again we just it was now or never with that team that you know they were a aging team, that contracts were coming to a close, it was, you know, they had to do it then or it wasn't going to happen. And of course, as it as we now know it didn't happen. It yeah. And you know, the rest is history, as they say, pretty fallow years in terms of the following sort of through until I guess the pandemic year was really the first time yeah. we started to see. Some new stuff. So what was it like? What was it like being in Canada with the loss of your team, not playing at home? How, how has that affected the city?
2: Honestly, Steve, like the last two years have been so topsy-turvy. I don't know where whether I'm coming or going. And I think everyone kind of feels the same. So, you know, sport was all we had. Well, for a while, there was no sport. Um, and then it became the thing that kind of kept you going. So we've been we've had much more. Uh, aggressive lockdowns here than you guys had in the UK so um, so last year we were locked down for like six months I think the longest in the world so sport was just such such a welcome distraction and something that you know you could get behind but we weren't going to games you wouldn't have been able to go to games even if they were here and I appreciate you know that it put the team at a disadvantage um, having to play you know the first half of the season in Dunedin and then Buffalo, but you know, it wasn't top of my things to be worrying about the last two years, to be honest. No, of
1: course. Um, But it was
2: great when they were back. And the Jays was the first time that I went and was surrounded by people in two years. So when we went to the game, there were no like empty seats. Your masks, sure, you had to wear them when you're walking around, but because you're eating and drinking in your seats, you didn't. And I was touching the person next to me. And that was very, very weird. And the, I think the roof was, oh, the roof was open no matter what. That was the only way it was allowed to happen. But it, was re- it really bucked the trend of every single other piece of advice or rule or regulation here. I'm not really sure why, but it, yeah. it was strange.
1: Yeah. Did, did you go to the homecoming game when, when that happened? No. No, no. Because that, that, that was a big moment for them, wasn't it? And, you know, I've talked before with other people that, you know, you could just see the emotion on, on the players' faces as they came into the ballpark, and
2: actually, and the crowd was just yeah, crazy. yeah, and that's when we started playing well as well. So it it kind of goes to show what a difference the home advantage makes.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And this year, of course, when they do obviously come back from spring training, uh, as far as I'm aware, it's full capacity back at back at Rogers Centre. They're all guns blazing, ready to roll. But of course, the vaccination rules coming into Canada is, is going to impact some of the other teams and I think there's been a bit of rumblings around certainly you know in the Yankees camp I, I saw something the other day about uh, Aaron Judge and his not outright comments but you read between the lines what he's saying that but you know we've sure. lived, out, lived out a suitcase for the last two years so
2: exactly, exactly. So, I, I mean I, I also think our team is affected because uh, the last thing I read I think Bo Pochette's not vaccinated and isn't planning to be so I don't know what that ooh. means
1: Oh, I hadn't heard that. I knew, I knew early days. I knew early days that he sort of seemed to hold that position, but I had assumed that that uh, you know because of the vaccination policy that they would have all got it done. And
2: we'll Maybe just, just that was the, just... that was the last thing I heard about it, and I was like, ooh. yeah,
1: because
2: it wouldn't surprise me. It's just such a different like <laughs> COVID might, culture so. here from elsewhere. It's a tough call. It's a really tough call. Yeah, um, because then, you know, the other thing is, if we, if we do really well and half other teams haven't been able to travel, is it the asterisk? Like, I, I, I know think.
1: I've I've not said that to anybody yet, but that's been in the back of my mind is that if you know, if we do go all the way this year, everybody will start saying, ah, well, that's because I thought, mm-hmm. well, let's let's see where we go. So how are you feeling about 2022 as a, as a side? Really, you know, good,
2: really really good. I, you probably saw the uh, Grera quote about you saw the trailer last year and this time's the movie and I think there's a there's a buzz about this team there's a youth about the team which is also interesting because I'm watching Arsenal come off a really dry dry patch and suddenly stuff's clicking and again like we have the youngest team in the league Um, so youth is the theme of 2022 and we're seeing that with the Blue Jays and it's really really exciting I feel like there's still a few gaps in the team, like I, I, I said to you, I'm not, you know, I'm not hardcore stats and names and, um, you know, like you guys. But uh as far as <laughs> like I can
0: tell,
2: like, <laughs> like all the, the the Facebook group, and I know, you know, everyone knows everything about the Jays, and
0: yeah,
2: um, oh, you're just pretty well. my kind of naive uh understanding of it all. It looks like there might be a few gaps to plug or a few more people that need to come in to really round out the team. But
1: yeah, I yeah, I think. I mean, obviously, the week, this week, in terms of Matt Chapman arriving, that's been a big signing for them. Uh, he's playing his first spring game, game in about, at this point of recording. 40. Yeah, shortly in about a couple of hours' time. Uh, so it'd yeah. be good to see him um, uh, up in the team. And I think, yeah, that that third base position was, I think, the weakness that they, or one of the weaknesses that they had with the call that's coming back. I think because we've got such a young team that were predominantly there last year and most of them are back again. Uh, I, th- I, I'm yeah. I'm really optimistic about where we're we're gonna go. I think for me the the one the one area that they seem to be, I think need to still do a bit of work on is they're very right-handed dominant, and I think that we need a couple of lefties in terms of batting in the yeah, lineup. Yeah,
2: this is where I'm like, I have no idea.
1: Yeah, so so that and that was the thing where um, Ramirez, where that you know he's left-handed, so it's just trying to find people that would would come in would do a good job. In terms of defensively, second, third base was the weaknesses. Although, well, they've got Chapman; he's great, going to be great at third base, but he's right-handed again. And so, I think right. That's, right. that's that's one of the things I think they're going to think about. But you know, there's plenty of time. Uh, Do you think I we will
2: see more people come in?
1: Yeah, yeah, Good. I think undoubtedly. Uh, I mean, I think I, for me, this front office have definitely got the bit between their teeth. They've always talked about the the progress that they needed to make. And I think after the t- 2015, 16 seasons, it was a dismantling of the team, getting those big contracts off the books and then starting to work with that sort of young team coming through from Buffalo uh, and, and getting those core guys in making a few moves as, as they went along. And I think we're now starting to see, you know, the dividends of, of that progression, but it's mm-hmm. taken a while to go. And I think this thing with, with any sport is, you know, you'll be saying with Arsenal is it, it ebbs and flows uh you know there are seasons where a team is dominant, you think of man United how dominant they were through the nineties with that young squad uh sadly um but they just won everything, didn't they, and now look where they are now it's you know it's nothing you know anything like that they used to be uh and
2: you think it's funny you compare it because the it's one another one of the big differences between like European sport and American sport, which is that like we are kind of founded on capitalism in Europe and, you know, you have um, relegations and, you know, all this stuff that, whereas here it's pretty much an even playing field and you rarely see anyone dominate the way that you can see people dominate in Europe because there's stuff that like protects against it and drafts and all that kind of thing. It's, it's really interesting. It's just an interesting comparison as you talk about the young team and how we've rebuilt and then compare it to United, I just don't think you'll ever see that kind of dominance in, in baseball and in, in sport in North America
0: generally. No, I think, I think that's very true. If you've got a story to tell, send us an email, bluejaysfansuk at gmail.com. Now, back to Red, White and Blue Jays. So, yeah, in terms of uh, the difference between
1: you know, British sport and, and American sport, the whole relegation and promotion thing, of course, is not, not there. What, how how does that work out in your mind? I mean, clearly, like the, the Orioles are bottom of the A.L. they will be there for a long time, and mm-hmm. yet they're just there every year. Is it, do you miss the that sort of side of the North American
2: sport? I I miss it more in football and in the MLS than I do in baseball because obviously it yeah. was never there. But um, I just the <laughs> the whole setup of American sports and baseball is so strange to me. And I still haven't really wrapped my head around like the American league versus the national league. And then how you randomly play like the Cubs, you get to play them sometimes and other times you don't like, it just Mm. doesn't feel like a completely even playing field to start with, which just naturally says it's a different type of competition, if that makes sense. So you don't miss the, like it would be terrible if you got relegated off the back of something that was, you know, judged to be really uneven. And then you think about like Fenway and I can't wrap my head (laughs) around, like, isn't it a disadvantage for that to be your home? Cause like, it's so hard to get a home run.
1: I don't know. Well, I guess, yeah, I suppose with the the green monster, it's there to try and replicate the the odd shape of the ballpark. And as when I was talking to Bob Ballard, uh, and he was talking about his visit to Fenway, and so you know because it's and and it would be the same with Wrigley is you know it's a ballpark that's in the middle of housing it, it feels like everything's sort of grown up around it, and it's just sort of been squeezed into whatever space they had um mm-hmm. unlike a lot of the North American sports stadia which are in the middle of nowhere and and are massive concrete and even oh. Rogers Center to be honest is you know was a brand new park, and it it is what it is. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah i think i think fenway is a a uniquely different one because of the fact of the green monster um but it's great it's great place to watch baseball i have to say i did enjoy not be oh you're gonna have to make that trip
2: yeah Yeah. and it's not far
1: no it's not no no and if you ever get the chance to go to cooperstown which is the um, baseball hall of fame uh we did that on our trip when we drove from toronto to boston it's about halfway between the two so it's a good stop off point overnight go and go and have a look around the um the museum, so that that is definitely definitely worth going. Definitely. So list. we're okay. We'll we, we'll get it online now. Predictions for this year. Where, where do you feel? Where do you feel we're going to play off?
2: Definitely postseason. Yeah. I think we're we're good. Um, i beyond that, like who knows? And and that's why I'm saying it just seems to be such a crapshoot every year. Yeah, it's it's really hard to say. Um, yeah. I'm try- I'm trying to think as well, like what I've read about other teams who have signed people and. I just I don't yeah I don't I think,
1: know. I think the Mets looking pretty good from a National League perspective. Dodgers are going to be strong always. I think in our Did league.
2: Donaldson mm-hmm. go to the Yankees? Did I? He has
1: yeah. That makes me. Feel I a bit know. Sick. Yeah, I just saw some photos of him this week, and he's completely clean shaven, and and he just looks so different. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's because he got a lovely reception when he came back when he was with the Twins. He and, uh, yeah. I don't think he's going to get the same coming back with the Yankees. Uh, I think um, they won't op- uh, welcome him with open arms, but we shall see. But yeah, I was, I was disappointed. It's always disappointing anybody going to the Yankees, quite frankly, isn't it? It's, exactly. <laughs> it's like going to Tottenham, isn't it? Surely it's, it's that yeah. comparison. Exactly.
2: But yeah, no, I, it's it's going to be an exciting season. It's yeah. one that it's got a buzz around it. People feel good. I'm excited. Yeah. Great. Um, yeah.
1: So you're going to have to do some live reporting for us from, <laughs> okay. from the dome. When, when you get, get to go to some games, you know, chuck some stuff out. We'll, we'll, we'll ping it out to everybody. It'd be lovely to sure. to, to see what's going on in the ground.
2: If, if I happen to get any giveaways, I'll, uh, <gasps> oh, I'll generally. be sure to share, but I'm never there on time. So I never get them.
1: <laughs> That's not the answer we
2: are looking for. Sorry. I'll be better.
1: <laughs> yes, absolutely. We'll pay you well. <laughs> right. Okay. We're coming to the end. Um, been brilliant talking with you uh love all your stories so it's fantastic just to get to know you a little bit better and to to hear all all that you're doing and and excitement for this year as i've done with everybody else i'm going to go through our top 10 questions just to see where you where you land with these okay so don't need to think about it too hard but um yeah so your favorite player from last season
2: um bladdy yeah it's got to be bladdy
1: okay very good Favorite Jays player of all time? I know your your window is probably reasonably <laughs> You're short. You're
2: gonna laugh at this. This is probably not the right answer, but uh, he it's just the truth. Uh, Kawasaki. Uh,
1: yes, Kawasaki. Kawasaki so was great. He, just
2: yeah. the happiest guy, a fan favorite. Just yeah, loved him, and and loved him. Then when he went to Chicago as well. Yeah, um, he was a he was a special person, and he. Him, he exemplified the Jays um, and sure. what
1: it's like to be a Jays fan. I just loved him. Yeah. yeah. And he, he was somebody, in terms of his profile, he, was, he, you know, he wasn't a core cool player, You know, very much a utility player. But yeah. suddenly, in his interviews with Barry Davis, who we spoke to a few weeks ago, <laughs> just came alive, didn't he? And it uh, was, was joyous. And then, of course, Joe Biagini, not far up after him, who also had a sort of similar style and it's great to see him back being signed again by yeah. the Jays this season so yeah back okay here. great Kawasaki favorite Jays player good good uh favorite non-Jays player have you got anybody that you've seen that you think do you know what be great to have them on our team
2: no I can only <laughs> think of other players who I don't like
1: yeah that's mm-hmm. the trouble isn't it with other teams I am yeah. very one team um, dominated in my thinking so a lot of people say oh do you do you watch other baseball games I have to say I don't I tend to just... There's not enough it. time. No, there isn't. Um, <laughs>
2: like how could you do that?
1: Yeah. Okay, so that's fine. But don't worry about that one. Um, Favourite ballpark away from Roger Centre? Wrigley Field. Mm-hmm. And mainly because it's
2: only one of three that I've ever been to, but it's uh, it's special and I love yeah. Chicago.
1: Yeah, yeah, Chicago is a fantastic city, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it there as well. Yeah, well, you, you've mentioned your footlong hot dog, but what, what would your, <laughs> your, your normal baseball food be <laughs> <You> non-foot long
2: <laughs> hot dog the normal size one okay getting the foot long is a rookie error uh, uh, yeah the, the normal size one is more than enough and I've also over the years managed to uh, manage my sauce to hot dog ratio so I don't end up wearing it for the rest of yeah, the game yeah. <laughs> it's a skill
1: clearly yeah well done yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and what beverage
2: would you have with your hot dog always cider which actually is a new thing oh. they didn't used to have cider but they have for the last four years maybe okay
1: cider drinker eh yeah you, yeah. you, you come down from our way it's uh, we are cider country around here it's, it's having a
2: renaissance here as well is it uh, Well, not yeah. even a renaissance i don't think anyone drank it before it's it's uh, it's a hot drink right now all
1: right okay good stuff
2: day game night game day why sun sitting in the sun that's what it's about that's why we go to uh soak up the rays have a few beers have a hot dog and watch the game
1: very good excellent we like day games here as well but for a completely different reason (laughs) (laughs) favorite jays jersey color
2: blue i like all the the, classic
1: the blue that you've got on yeah yeah
2: yes the classic yeah
1: very good excellent and your favourite jersey number on the back of your jersey? What would I have you no idea.
2: Who would you I would go, go for six, because that's my lucky number, but I don't know who wears it. Six. Um, I'm just trying to wrap my brain. I could go 66, because that was Kawasaki. Uh, yeah. Wore 66.
1: yeah. Uh, six. Uh, there is somebody who... Oh, who was it? Who wore six? Anyway, because central defender number as well. Is, it, is, is that a bit of a footballing... Literally Link. just my lucky number. Just your lucky number. Okay. Well, that's good <laughs> enough. And finally, uh, roof open, roof closed.
2: Sorry. Oh, roof open or roof closed? Roof open. Roof we open. We would actually not go if the roof was closed a lot of the time. Wow. Yeah.
1: That's amazing. This one really seems to split people. Really? Not here? Yeah. Well, the people I've spoken to. So, yesterday, when I was recording with, with Bob, he loved it when it was closed because he says it just generates a much better atmosphere so if you think back to jose in terms of the noise and what have you that was just amplified because of the fact that the, the dome was closed whereas for me i love watching the jays with the roof open cn tower whether it be day or night game don't mind it's just i think baseball is meant to be played outside you know exactly. that's like, it's an outdoor game it's a summer game I, th- I personally exactly. would go with Rube open. So.
2: And you can see the people doing the um, edge walk at the top of the Yes, CNC, of course. Which, have you done that? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I like watching other people do it and you see them leaning over in their little red yeah. suit. Um, no. And there's also, there's a, there's a condo that you can see that there's, I, I think he may have moved, but there did used to be a guy who was out there every single game with his jays flag yeah um and he'd often get picked up by the uh, tv think, network as yeah well yeah, yeah no good.
1: i think he was there when certainly the, the last game i saw was back in 2018 so it's been a little he while since been there. I've been, yeah yeah i seem to, seem to remember him being there
2: yeah
1: jenny thank you so much for your time uh, i've been real fun talking to you you've brought lots of stories and uh, uh and and i love your enthusiasm for the team and how you've just embraced everything that you've done since you've arrived in Canada and I know this one will go down well with everybody. So we'll get it posted out and uh, get people listening and finding out a little bit more about you. Um, If they do want to get in touch, have you got some social handles that you want to give to oh, us? Um, on different I'm, on, places? I'm on
2: Facebook. It's uh, Jenny. On Facebook.
1: Yep. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Yep. So go and find Jenny. If you're not in our Facebook group, uh, if you just uh, search up Blue Jays fans, UK, you can find us and put a request in and we'll, We'll get you in the group and you can come say hi to Jenny. So guys, Thanks thank you so much. Oh,
2: thank pleasure.
1: You. No, pleasure. Enjoy the
2: game later.
1: We will. Guys, thank you so much for listening in today. Hope you've enjoyed that and we'll catch you up very soon. Take care now. Bye-bye.
0: The Red, White and Blue Jays podcast is a production of Blue Jays Fans UK. If you've got a Blue Jay story to share, let us know. Email us at bluejaysfansuk at gmail.com and follow along on Twitter and Instagram at BlueJaysFansUK. I'm your announcer, Jim Langton. Thanks for listening.